Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. We're thrilled that you've joined us and we've got another great program for you today. Our special guest today is Dr. Derek Morris, one who needs no introduction as a preacher, as a presenter on Hope Sabbath School and many other programs on the Hope Channel, and also a very dear colleague. Derek, thanks so much for joining us. We're home together here in Ministry Thanks, Anthony. I'm always excited to talk about biblical preaching because that's a real passion for me. And, and I think the topic today will be very helpful for both for lay preachers and also for full-time pastors. Exactly. So our topic today is sequence preaching. And before we get on to that, let me just mention your book. Of course, Derek's well known not only as a preacher, but as an author. And your book, Powerful Biblical Preaching, we're going to be drawing from some of the, the expertise that you've presented in this book today. And for our viewers at home, we have a very special offer for you with regard to this book. So stay tuned right to the very end of today's program. We don't want you to miss out. All right. So Derek, sequence preaching, what is it? Well, perhaps in the past people would say, I'm preaching a sermon series. Right. All right. Uh, an elder is asked to preach uh, three sermons and then the pastor will come and he says, okay, am I just going to randomly pick three topics, one each week, bouncing around, which, is, which can work sometimes, or can I take the opportunity to develop a theme, a sequence, that's where the idea of sequence preaching comes, whether it's uh, for three weeks or a pastor might say for the next uh, eight weeks I'm going to do a series. And I could choose that either from a book of the Bible Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually doing a series right now uh, at my home church. I'm not a pastor. I'm a, a, a lay member there. But I'm doing a series on the book of Philippians called Rejoicing in the Lord. And it's a six-part series. And so we develop that sequence. Or it could be a thematic series like on the family. And I could talk about healthy husband-wife relationships, healthy relationships with children. I could develop on a theme. Right. But it's that idea that instead of randomly bouncing around from one topic to another, I have a little more time, a sequence, if you will, to develop either a study of a book or a study of, of a theme. Okay, now what would you see as the, the minimum in the, the sequence or the series and the maximum? Well, I suppose by definition, you'd have to have at least two mm -hmm. to get a sequence. But that can be helpful. Uh, I might talk, for example, about uh, guarding our hearts in relationship. And I might have one sermon for the men right. and, and one sermon for the women. But I'm going to say to the women now, while I'm speaking to the men, you pray for them. Yeah. You know, because every woman desires her, the man in her life, if she's married or in her circle of influence, to be men of God. Of course. So, yeah. so there's this special focus. So I need two, at least. Uh, I think you can probably also go too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you say, well, for the next 28 weeks, I think that could be overwhelming to people. Yeah. So uh, my experience in preaching, for example, I've done a six-part series on Philippians. I've done a 12-part series on the whole book of Genesis. Well, you know, there's 50 chapters in Genesis and only four chapters in Philippians. Mm. But if I took six for four and put it over there, you know, I have a huge number. And I think that people could tire Right. Um, so I'm going to have to, to use a flying technique. I'm going to fly at a higher altitude when I'm looking at a huge book and I'm looking at broader themes. If I'm focusing on a smaller 
book of the Bible. I might be able to focus in greater detail, but I have personally not preached the series longer than 12, about 12. Okay. So That's three months if you're preaching each week. Yeah. Um, and would you interrupt it in, in the sense, do it alternate weeks or would you I, I think there's some on? strength. Um, as you know, I travel a lot now. So this mm -hmm. series I'm doing is not every week. Right. But we'll talk about a motif because I have this visual that appears every time we come back to the series. So people go, oh, okay, we're, we're finishing our series. So I think you can interrupt it. You certainly might have to. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good question. There's a, a tragedy in your community. Yeah. You say, wait a minute, we must address this. Yes. Um, but people know that once we've addressed that crisis or tragedy, we're going to pick up because we're going through... Uh, the Ephesian letter, or we're going through the book of Daniel right now. Right. Now, Derek, what, what are the, some of the benefits that you found of, of having a sequence and preaching a sequence? Well, I think one of the biggest benefits is avoiding wasted time mm -hmm. for me. How? How does well, this work? because, and I have a chapter in, in the book here, Powerful Biblical Preaching uh, on, on planning a sermon calendar. That's a whole other topic, chapter mm -hmm. 25. Uh, but because I've taken some time to, to map out this series, um, I'm not wondering, when I was a young preacher, Anthony, I'd, Monday, Tuesday, what are we going to preach? Wednesday, I'd be looking at articles and trying to get inspiration. And uh, it, my anxiety would grow as the week went by. I'd get busy. When I've got a sequence, when I'm preaching a, a series, I know exactly what I'm going to do next mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. So if I start my in-depth study on Monday, I'm ready to go with that. Yeah. Now, uh, I may not know what the sermon's going to end up like in, in full. I certainly haven't written all of the sermons in the series. Right. That, that's going to unfold, mm -hmm. but I know exactly where I'm starting. So okay. I think the biggest benefit for me is that it relieves stress. But a second benefit is I can unleash the creative energies of the congregation. Mm -hmm. If they say, you know, I know you're going to be speaking about this issue. I found a great illustration or here's something that I think might be helpful, someone to interview, because they can also help. That's, that's unleashing their creative energies too. Mm -hmm. So I think those are wonderful benefits. And you know, for, for me personally, I can remember as a small child listening to a, a, a preacher, he did a whole series on Joshua. Mm -hmm. And you know, even as a kid, I can remember, and that was a long time ago now, yeah. but I can remember back and remember the quality of those sermons and the impact that that has. So that's a great point because it could be a book, could be a theme, or it could be a Bible character. Exactly. And, yeah. and it left an impact on you, and, and the speaker was able to develop that message more completely because he or she wasn't trying to do it in 30 minutes. Exactly, yeah. Now, I'd like to, after our break, I'd like to explore with you the, the how-to. Okay. How do you actually prepare and work through this, this, this sequence? Kind of the steps. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is sequence preaching, and our guest is Derek Morris. Derek, before the break, we looked at some of the, the advantages and benefits, and there are some good advantages, but let's delve into now the how and okay. the steps. All right. Now, I imagine one of the important things is the theme, because the theme is 
all-encompassing sure. and very significant. So like you had said, uh, Anthony, uh, the pastor said, I'm going to do a series on Joshua. Mm -hmm. So that he's decided, or she's decided uh, that, or when I'm doing sermon planning, I get the church involved, they say, Pastor, we'd love to have a series on the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I have that. Now it's even better if I can know the whole year. We'll talk, talk about that later. But, but at least, even if a pastor says, you know, I've just kind of bounced around, sermon here, sermon there, I'm going to, I want to do a sequence. I want to do a, what we've called in the past a series of sermons. Mm. Um, at very least, I need to decide what this series will be. So a character, uh, a theme, a book of the Bible, that's the first step. Right. So how do you select that theme? What, what goes well, into... That's a good question, because in the past, I would just sit around and say, well, what do I want to speak about? Mm. Well, that's okay. Um, you know, I've got a reasonably alert mind. I can look at the needs of the community. Um, I'm not opposed to that. But I think you can really unleash the creative energies of your congregation if you implement a planning process, which is a whole other chapter in the book, yeah. uh, chapter 25, and I hope some people will, will, will ask that for that book, uh, because they can say, and all of a sudden you get like 30 people on the team saying, we really want to study the book of Daniel or we really want to study the gospel of Luke. And, and the spirit leads the community as well as you as the individual. Yeah. Whether you're a lay pastor, a lay leader, elder, or a full-time pastor, the spirit leads the community too. Right. Yeah. And so I have found uh, that sometimes they'll confirm Mm -hmm. what I was thinking, right. and sometimes they will come up with something totally different. Yeah, yeah. Um, for example, um, Dwight Nelson, who is a well-known speaker on the Hope Channel, uh, his mother was on a, a planning team with me, and she said, I, I'd like a series on dealing with the challenges of life. Mm. Well, that wasn't even on my radar screen, yeah. but we did a three-part series that was greatly appreciated by the community. So let's allow other people to help us. And even if we're just doing one theme at a time, I'd, I'd rather plan the whole year, but come up with a solid theme, a Bible character, a topic or a book. That's the first step. Right. Listening to you, Derek, it, it sounds as though two of the key issues are in selecting the theme. It's relevant sure. for the congregation and two, that it's biblical. Absolutely. And Even when I'm talking about a theme, I'm not preaching out of a newspaper. Exactly. Yeah. But relevant. And I'd also add in here memorable. Yes, that's right. And, and that's where, you know, I always come back to this Bible text. My wife has written a scripture song on, on Joshua, on the Proverbs 19, verse 20. Listen to counsel, receive instruction that you may be wise. Mm -hmm. uh, we sang that on Hope's Abbot School recently. Um, great counsel. If, if you're right on track with a, with a, sequence of sermons you want to do and you share it with people they say pastor that's that's outstanding let's do it mm. you've got confirmation if they challenge you listen to counsel and uh i've had times where people have said oh i don't know about that uh which which comes to the second point uh, how many sermons do you have in the series yeah yeah and that's largely determined by what the series is it can be. I, I, had, uh, I was a member of a congregation where a pastor was preaching through the book of John. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he made a mistake uh, because he did a chapter at a time. Well, you right. and we know, <laughs> and our viewers know if they've read the book, that there may be 
many pericopes in a chapter. Yes. Uh, you, you know, for example, John chapter 2, you've got the wedding feast at Cana, you've got the cleansing of the temple, you've got the authority of Jesus challenged, and, and to try to do all of that in one sermon. Mm. Uh, there are some chapters like John 11, the raising of Lazarus, and the reaction of the crowd that might be workable. Mm. But there are other chapters where you say, wait a minute, I need to divide it up by thought unit. Mm. And uh, so I, I think looking, and that's where I would start, if I'm looking at a book of the Bible, what are the major thought units of this chapter? Right, I mean, okay. of this whole book. Okay. Like Philippians, I've got six sermons. And to divide it into uh, thought units, right. that would be a way. Or uh, I might even ask... Uh, how much can the group tolerate, mm. you know? And here's one example of me making a mistake when I wanted to talk about finances, how we handle our finances. And uh, there was a, a Christian um, author and teacher, Larry Burkett, who did a lot about Christian finances. And I read some of his work and I said, let's do a 10-part series. Well, <laughs> I got some feedback from my leadership team, which is part of the annual planning process. Mm -hmm. They said, that would be good in a workshop for people that want to learn about finances. But I think that would be burdensome mm. to the congregation. They'd say, could we look at other things? Do you know that group reshaped, I mean, they radically reshaped that sequence yeah. series yeah. from 10 on finances to say, let's do a six-part series, one on rela healthy relationships, healthy finances, healthy bodies, you know, and, and healthy families. They came up with a wonderful series that only had one sermon on what I thought I was going to ten, spend 10 on. So, so that's feedback, where counsel is helpful. Yeah, feedback from the congregation is helpful. Sure. Let's, let's press on to where, where do you go for your, your, your reading and your, for putting together a reading list? That's helpful too. And I, I've got that as a third point in, in the chapter on sequence preaching. Because we're planning ahead, mm -hmm. Um, I know you have, for example, a real interest in, in, in Luke's work, the huh? Gospel of Luke, Book of Acts. If I was doing a series on one of those books, I'd come to you and I'd say, Anthony, could you give me three or four books that would be really helpful? If I'm doing a thematic series on the family, I might go to Dr. Willie and Elaine Oliver, who've been guests on Ministry of Motion, Ministry of Motion and say, uh, give, give me several con you know, fresh books that would be helpful. So I'm going to look for the expertise of others to help me, and I can do that because I'm planning ahead. Right, okay. And how many sources would you typically consult? Well, you can get overwhelmed, you know, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I don't want to become the world expert on, and you name the theme, even yeah. on Joshua. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get enough to give me a good, solid base that people come through the series saying, I've really learned some things here. Right, okay. Now... It always helps to have something visual associated with, with the series as well. Talk us through how, how you develop a, a visual motif. Well, I'd, uh, I'd like to give you some examples of that maybe after the break, but let me just say that if I'm going to devote four, six weeks to a sequence of sermons, I want it to be memorable. You mentioned mm -hmm. that word earlier. Memorable not only in the ideas I'm talking about, but even visually memorable. And so... I'll share some examples, uh, if you'd like, of, of how, how that's happened. And again, I have to unleash the creative energies of others because I'm not that creative. But mm. if I share an idea, I know people can help. Okay. All right. Well, let's come back to those visuals right after this break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of, with more of Ministry in Motion. <music> 
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is sequence preaching and our guest is Dr. Derek Morris. Derek, just before the break, we got onto the visuals and how in sequence preaching, it gives you the opportunity to, to develop some visuals. Give us some examples of what you've done. Well, most recently at Forest Lake Church in Orlando, I had an incredibly creative team. Mm -hmm. So I'm preaching a series on the harvest being great in Luke 10. I not only had a sheaf of wheat, which is a simple visual, mm -hmm. and you use that each time, but I had an artist drawing a picture uh, for the whole uh, six-part series. Right. Or I did a series you talked about, Joshua, with your pastor years ago. Mm. I did a series on Joseph, and I contacted a person who's... Uh, knows how to read hieroglyphics and said, what was Joseph's name, Zaphonath Panea, in hieroglyphics? And, and I had a team that made that out of styrofoam, put Joseph on one side and Zaphonath Panea and the hieroglyphics, and it kind of captured people's attention. And for that whole series, the visual was there. Or a series on healthy Christians, we had a balance beam with like colored letters, healthy Christians, and a, a gymnast silhouette. Mm. That would stay up for the whole series. It's kind of a way of branding. Right. Or the series I'm doing on Philippians, I have a Philippian scroll. Mm -hmm. And everyone, each week when they come, even if we skip a week, the next week when they come back, they handed the scroll because we're studying through. So that becomes uh, uh, like a hook on which right. you hang the memories yes. of, that, of that sequence. Okay. Helpful. Very helpful indeed. Now, with a, a, a sequence... To, to avoid the idea that it's the same sermon being preached for six or 12 weeks, right. each sermon needs to have its own point and an emphasis. How do we capture that and at the same time be, be true to the integrity of the sequence? Well, that's a really important question. And I'm thinking of a couple of chapters in, in, in the book, Powerful Biblical Preaching. One, chapter one, where I noticed that Jesus... Uh, for example, in the sermon, I am the bread of life, he had mm -hmm. a single powerful idea. And the idea was, I am the bread of life. Mm -hmm. He repeated it. He restated it. I'm the living bread. So he has a main, one main idea. Also, Haddon Robinson in chapter 8 talks about a bullet rather than buckshot. Mm -hmm. So a bullet is a single powerful idea that you want them to remember. They're not going to remember everything. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing a series, let's say, on a book of the Bible, let's take Daniel. Right. And, and I say, well, Daniel chapter 1, the main idea, Daniel determines to honor God. And at the end of the chapter, he's highly honored. I would say, well, here's the main idea that, that God honors those who honor him. I want them then for that one chapter. The broad series is more about there's a great God who rules over the affairs of men. Mm. But chapter 1 is that this great God will honor you. If you did purpose in your heart, remember mm -hmm. the verse, yes. to honor him. So that is the single idea. And these are like little building blocks that, that when they look at it all, it's obviously all about God and what God's doing. But for, exam, for example, Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. God will deliver those who place their trust in him, whether it's from the fiery furnace or even like John the Baptist who gives his life, that ultimately there is deliverance from God. Yeah. So I think that's a really important point that while I've got this wonderful broad theme or sequence, I still need to make sure that each sermon has a single powerful idea mm. that the listener will take with her or with him 
uh, from, from the sermon. That complements the theme. Absolutely. Of course yeah. it does. Because, and if it doesn't, it shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a way of uh, bringing unity mm -hmm. and also uh, sequence or progression as people are seeing the big idea unfolded in these sub-ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, we've looked at all the positives and the how-tos. Let's deal just briefly with some of the challenges. You know, it can be intimidating for, for some preachers to think, wow, if I lock myself into a, a promoted and advertised series of six, you know, sequential messages, right. and what if they're really not flying as high and as you know, as well as we imagine. How do you bail out? How do you avoid going through all right, of this? Right, right. Well, obviously, back to listen to counsel, receive instruction, you mm -hmm. want to avoid having to bail out. Right. So remember that leadership team said, we don't think 10 sermons on Christian finances is a good idea. Yeah. Do that in a workshop, but do a broad theme of healthy Christians. So listen to counsel. Um, I would also say that when I'm going to preach a series like the pastor did on Joshua, it's going to be work. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm looking at this next uh, piece of scripture, it just unfolds like a flower with right. the sun. Yes. And yeah. other times it's like you have an ice pick and you're trying to break the ice. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. But I've made a commitment and I, I, I have a process, and I outline that in chapter 2 of the book, The Twelve Steps. So I'm working the process, studying the passage, gathering notes. And, and sometimes I almost feel like a little boat sailing through the fog. Right, and yes. finally the fog yeah. lifts, yeah. And, and it becomes clear. But, but let me tell you, you may feel that's hard work, but scurrying around not knowing what I'm doing, that's hard work too. Yeah. That's wasted energy. So yeah. I really believe that... With the help of my team, the leadership team, planning, once we've got, we're going to do these four sermons on Jeremiah, mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Single powerful idea, visual motif, and uh, I'll learn and grow. And, you know, for a pastor or an elder who's doing this for the first time, I'd probably suggest that they didn't start with a 15 meeting series that they started with, say, three or four, perhaps. And one of the things they can do is the book Powerful Biblical Preaching has a website called Powerful Biblical Preaching. Right. There are series, sequence series of sermons that yeah. I have there. They can download, look at them and see some samples of, of, of how to develop a series. And just a quick one. If you're preparing a, a, a series or a sequence, do you have to have the last sermon, all the sermons prepared before you preach <laughs> the first nice, one? That would be nice, wouldn't it? But as a busy pastor or a lay, lay leader in the church, I'm probably just working on this week. Mm. But I know the direction I'm going, and that's, that's the great blessing of sequence preaching. Right, okay. Thanks so much, Derek. You're welcome. Now, for our viewers at home, we've got a very special offer for you. Powerful biblical preaching. We have 50 copies to give away for the first 50 people who contact us. If you'd like to email us, and our email address is feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. Send in your address, your name, how we can send this book to you, and we will send the first 50 a complimentary copy of Derek Morris's book, Powerful Biblical Preaching. This is something you don't want to miss. Now, while you are taking notes, grab this note as well, our website address www.ministryinmotion.tv. Come on and see our website. We've got some resources there that'll thrill you as well. But until next time, 
May God bless you and bye for now.